Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor... Welcome to the Internet Advisor, your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998 with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, co-host of the program, along with my posse in here. We've got Mr. Ed Rudell and Cal Carson are with us. Uh, Gary Baker is off sailing the bounding Maine, or the Caribbean someplace anyway, and won't be with us this afternoon, but we've got a great crew lined up. We're going to be talking with Vince Malevsky from BC Web Design. We're going to be talking about both his company and about autonomous vehicles. What's in our future with these marvelous cars? It's a lovely day in the neighborhood here. Foster Brown with you along with Ed Rodell. Eddie, good to be with you here. Always great to be here. Yeah, good. I was just saying I'd rather be roofing than in here, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not in this heat, I don't think. Not in the roof. And... The man himself is back with us in town. That is Mr. Cal Carson. As I told you on emails, I, I, I've had withdrawals like you've never seen. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's just fun to be in here with you guys. It's fun to be in front of the mic. It's fun to talk to the people who listen to us every week on this yeah. wonderful show and across the uh, wonderful state of Michigan and, and on all the podcasts. It's, it's great to be yeah, back. It's good to be here with you as well. And we also have in studio with us somebody who's going to be our co-host during the program here, our special co-host, Vince Schmielewski, who has been around for quite a while. When we've shared the mic with you for quite a while, haven't we? Well, it's great to be back. And uh, Vince is the owner of um, and the founder of BC Web Design, which is a company that developed the web page for us that we use now for our program. And uh, glad to have you in studio today. We're going to be talking about autonomous cars with Vince in just a little bit. But uh, before we get there, some interesting things going on in the news this week. Anything catch your attention there, Mr. Carson? No, absolutely not. The world is completely perfect and everything's wonderful. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, the Apple world was shaken. Well, I wouldn't say it was shaken. I think it was time for, you know, the page to be turned again yeah. and move on to the next uh the next, the next big thing because oh, that sounds so Samsung. <laughs> uh, it finally came uh, after years and years of being around. I think it was in two thousand and one when they had the uh, the first iPod came out. Uh, oh, yeah. Steve Jobs introduced it, and uh, so now after all those years, with that seventeen, sixteen years, uh, we're at the point now where the iPod Nano and the uh, shuffle. In the shuffle, yeah, those two guys are now uh, going to say goodbye oh, to the world and good. move on. Good. I mean, they didn't have a display, neither one of them. They didn't need a display. 
I don't want, I want, no, 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 I don't like shuffle. Now, you, you, you have to remember years ago, that was an innovative thing to have because there was nothing else that was as good. And so it didn't care if it had a display. I am a control freak, and I need, to, I need to be able to look at what's coming up. And and what's really good about that is they still have the uh, iPod Touch, they, so you can see it all and hear it all. Yeah. They were very light, and, uh, yes. I, I, and it was difficult to see a jogger down the street that did not have one. They were very, that's very true. popular. That's true, yeah. That. Well, yeah. They, were, they were tiny, which was right. yeah. great. Yeah, yeah they were about a the, little bit bigger than a book of matches, and, and you know, you just strap one on your arm if you went with the uh, Nano, and, and they had armbands for them. You jugged down the street, and everything was hunky-dory, and you had 10 million songs In with some you. ways, they're easier to carry than the six, you know, five-and-a-half-inch phones that we carry now, which are huge, and you see people now strapping those things on their arms yeah that's true that's uh, like you know wearing iron body armor i still see people with wearing those um one inch headbands and they 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 have their their phones slipped under the headband so (laughs) that's you know it's handless you you don't have to (laughs) it doesn't seem very secure no it did i didn't say they were jogging i just said they They, their hands were free hands they had years when they were even without that screen on it they had years where they were selling up to 54 million of those things at a time, mm-hmm. which is incredible. But I mean, at one time before you, you know, it was the big thing for kids when their parents didn't want to pop for a cell phone. For the, and the biggest reason why they didn't want to go for a cell phone was not so much the cost of the phone, but for the you know the paying for the access plan. Oh yeah, phone. right, right, exactly. The so, but, but the kids wanted to be able to have music that they could play because they knew they could do it on a phone. And by giving them an iPod. Uh, in that particular case, it made them happy, and they smiled, and they went off and listened to their little tunes. Well, good riddance to the nano, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? The, you know what else is going to be going away is Microsoft Paint. Oh, really? That's been around for too long. Ever? Too long. <laughs> too long. But there are things sometimes when I'm, I'm, I just need a. You know, someplace I could paste a document and then scribble a couple notes. And... You know, I was looking for that the other day, and I thought, what is there out there right now that can, had that kind of ease of use? A box of Crayola. <laughs> you got Paint.net has some utilities and stuff like that. You can right? do most of that in PowerPoint, though. You can do it in PowerPoint. You can, oh, yeah, you can even true. do it. You, you can gotta actually do it in Word if you want that, to. But... If you, you, have to, you have to pay for Office 360. Not if you use OpenOffice. You can do it for free. Open office, yeah. It has the same capabilities. Camtasia, too, right? Am I right? I like the yeah. Snagit. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I do. I do like it. Uh, um, some of their 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 most recent innovation. I'm like, oh, they got rid of some of my favorite features. They didn't make them default. So let me know. Uh, let, let, uh, making let me, arrows and stuff like that. Let me understand this. Are you saying that that in Windows 10 they still had the Paint application? Yes. Well, what they did is they came up with Paint 3D with the last uh, update. That's right. Um, yeah. But now now it's not going away permanently with the, with uh, newly shipped systems. You'll still be able to go to the Microsoft Store and download Microsoft Paint. But it won't be a uh, default part of the package. Right, right. Hey, guys, I want, one of the other things I wanted to note, just kind of quickly in here, and our hats off to the ladies of Diva Tech Talk, uh, just saw that this week they won two Clarion Awards from the Association of Women in Communications, and that's uh, uh, Kathleen Norton-Shock and uh, Amanda Lewan and... Oh, forget the other person who's there i'm sorry well it doesn't really matter there's three of them and they can talk uh, their mouth off they began here well, we, we were just delighted to uh, launch the program here and uh, they won for radio regular radio talk 
or interview program, and they got an award for Women's Issue Radio Program. So congratulations to the ladies of Diva Tech Talk on those two awards. Back in just a minute, we're going to be uh, talking with our special guest here, Vince Molesky, about automated cars and the impact that they're going to have on our lives as we look into our crystal ball as we head into the future. Welcome back. And by the way, thanks, Mike Setz, who is our engineer in charge here this afternoon. Doing a great job, as usual, behind the glass. And by the way, I need to, I need to correct this, or I may be lynched. And that is, I want to thank the folks at Diva Tech Talk. And the three people who are the hostess of those of that program are Nicole Johnson Scheffler. That was the name that I was missing. Amanda Luan, who's Bamboo Detroit. She's one of the people there at that co-working space. And Kathleen Norton-Shock, who's with... Uh, uh, Michigan Council of Women and Technology, and many other things as well. But congratulations, ladies, on winning that uh, that award. Two Clarion Awards, as a matter of fact, from the Association for Women in Communications. Okay. I got a strange Sorry. feeling that Nicole was actually listening at the time <laughs> when you didn't mention her name, because for some reason or another, because she's affiliated with Cisco, your internet stopped. <laughs> she goes like, yeah, we'll fix this. All right, he'll remember now. <laughs> well, let me reintroduce our, our special co-host for the program here today, Vince Miller who's been a, a friend of ours and on very many times here with us. Uh, we began our affiliation with Vince uh, as VC Web Design, but, you know, Visual Compass is the name of the, uh, uh, the name you've given to the business now. Does that mean you're more than just the web design kind of company now? Yeah, we uh, let's say maybe six years ago, we went from mostly web to a lot more video photography yeah. I know you guys a- produce animation. You yeah. produce a wonderful video for us that we have posted. Oh, that was a blast to do. Oh, yeah. that was wonderful, and we love uh, showing it off. So you're okay. So you're you've gone well beyond the uh, uh, the website. Yeah. Hey, Full I, spectrum. Yeah. What I wanted to talk with you about was something that I know this. Uh, maybe it's because of your proximity to the North Campus at U of M, where they're, and it's Solani as well. The, well and, and I'm doing well, contract right. work for Ford now. So that, oh, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, you wanted to talk about automated vehicles. Yeah, I think and, it's fascinating. Yeah, it yeah. certainly is. For you, what is uh, uh, the one key aspect of it that is the most um, interesting for you at this particular point? Well, to me, it's we're now moving into a world where software is one of the most important parts of a car. It's, it's no longer <laughs> it's no longer the hardware. It's uh, mm. it's the software that runs it, especially with the autonomous vehicles. You know, the software is what controls it. So, if your software is not up to date, you're in trouble. Yep, yeah. and we've had examples. Of that with Tesla, exactly. Yeah, they after the the one accident they had recently, um, they did a software update, and the accident will never happen again. Wow, that's incredible that they can do that kind of thing. And I just got to you know the pessimist in me. Huh. So I mean, if I have a car and I paid it off in four years, and I'm like, I don't want to pay my subscription fee anymore for my <laughs> driverless vehicle. I don't need that antivirus software for my autonomous vehicle. I, I just hope. The manufacturers don't hit me with a subscription fee for these updates. <laughs> well, you know, the cars we have now, if, if there's a problem with it, you, you have to take it to the dealership and right. they, they hold it for a couple of days and they replace yeah. the part and they give it back to you. Yeah. You know, in, in the future, if there's a problem, they'll just get a software update, a download like you do on your phone. You know, I think, I, I think it'd be great if they do cars like they do. Do software subscription, so you just play nine ninety five a month, and you just ride a brand new yeah. car. Yeah, that's true. But along those lines, do you think we'll continue owning cars, or will we be, you know, as you said, for instance, getting subscriptions to our cars? Well, Ford's Ford's betting on the sharing model. I think. Yeah, I when mean, you say the sharing model, what do you mean, Vince? 
Well, people won't own individual cars. They'll uh, they'll buy shares time oh. in, a, in a car. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that way you could have the car on the road 24 hours a day for three different shifts. And, you know, I just need to have a car pick me up at uh, 4.30 in the morning and then drive me home. And it, and right. it doesn't have to sit in the parking lot. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll probably, it'll have a life of its own. It'll go grocery shopping. <laughs> it's going to take, you know, someone to the palace, maybe watch a hockey game, and then come. maybe I won't even see the same car again. I think we're quickly getting to the point where unless you drive constantly, mm-hmm. it, it won't be financially viable to own a car. I think it'll be both, and I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, there are people out there who are germaphobes and going, oh, I don't want to ride yeah. in somebody else's Oh, I didn't think of that. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to touch yeah. this. Or they'll be the type of person that, I'd like to customize this car to me. I want it to be chartreuse pink with green interior yeah. and that sort of thing. So, I mean, some of those things That's, I think are going to drive. There may not oh, be a solution for that. But yeah. <laughs> yesterday I just downloaded the, the Turo app. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's sort of like Airbnb, but for cars. Oh, really? So people What's it called? privately own Turo. How do you uh, spell that? T-U-R-O. Turo. There's an app for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you can put your car out there and, and list it for how much you want to sell it for per day, per week, and and uh, people can rent your car. No, wait, wait, wait. Back up. and Tell me how this works. You subscribe to a car? Is that how it works? Or how's it? Well, you rent it. You rent it from uh, you know private owners. Oh, so instead of me, you know, uh, driving for a company and actually sitting in traffic and stuff like that, the people just borrow my car that's sitting in the driveway. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Because I don't go anywhere in the weekend. So help help pay your uh, your monthly. That's yeah, your bill on your car. I wonder how the insurance companies are enjoying that idea. I think it, the insurance goes through the 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 service. Okay, I believe. All right, yeah. Because I know a lot of insurance companies. The first thing they'll ask you when you apply for auto and bill insurance is like, uh, do you do uh, like you know Lyft or do you do right. uh, what's that mm-hmm. other thing? Uh, uh, Uber. Uber. Oh, Uber. Used Uber thing, so yeah. Long. It's funny you remember Lyft and not Uber. It's well, <laughs> a sign of the times. My, my bread. <laughs> my is. bread and butter is based on Lyft. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's right. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, I. I'm going back to this Turo thing, because I'm fascinated with the model. Yeah. He said this is the model that Ford is moving towards. Well, not that particular app. No, but I mean this model. The, the idea that not everyone will be buying their own cars anymore. There'll, mm. there'll be services that buy cars. And then, well, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, because yeah. We'll share them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. isn't Ford very, uh, very heavy into, was it, not Hertz. They actually have Oh, one a, of the uh, rental companies? Yeah, one of the rental companies. They, they well, they have a strong. They used to have a very strong relationship with Hertz. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, so uh, that sort of thing. But uh, I, I can't imagine in America, people not wanting to own a vehicle, because it, it is part of the American lifestyle to want to lift that hood and tinker and. Well, and the whole thing I, it may not be something. I mean, we have people that live in large subdivisions, yep. so it's quite possible that they'll just be vehicles in the street, and you may get that one. You know. First come, first serve. <laughs> I, I, well, think, I think it's going to be great for minivan, minivan moms and stuff like that. So, like, they wouldn't have to worry about, can I find uh, a, another mother who can get these kids there? They would just basically just pick up the phone, call the thing, and they toss the kids in the back seat, buckle them in, and there they go. Well, I see. That. There's That brings up another whole thing. They're, they're not underneath adult supervision. So can you put uh, uh, pre-18-year-old children in a vehicle that's not doesn't have an adult in it? So I thought there's, about that, yeah. yeah Send so, your kid to daycare. And- <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's all these legal, legal things. Like, <laughs> So you have these I mean. A lot of people are thinking about these things. So what happens if the car is in an accident? Is it the person sitting in the passenger seat that gets the ticket, or is it the automobile manufacturer? I, I had to mention, by the way, on our homepage. There's, there's all these different things that all <laughs> yeah. of us have to start thinking about, and the manufacturing are thinking about this. 
So. Well, the manufacturers are starting to program that sort of logic into the software too. Like when you have a situation where there's two bad options, how do you choose which option to choose? Yeah, right. I mean, like, and that's the, what the movie iRobot yeah. was based on. Right. Right. So. Well, I can't wait till you know the the, the the software manufacturers for cars and the software manufacturers for like places like Domino's because I'm going to order a pizza and see if they can try and catch me in 30 minutes or less. This is fascinating to me. Just I going think to- we're going to have a split model. We're going to have people who will want to own their own car, as you said. They'd like to trick them out. They'd like to. You know, customize it the way people do. Right. And like, that may like be for the older generations, the ones that are financially established and have a house and a garage. And they, But the younger generation are certainly, this would be a model that they could I, afford. My guess would be a hybrid. Yeah. Instead of having, lots of people have two yes. cars. There's yes. lots of two-car families. But I think it's going to move more towards maybe a one-car family and one share option. Ah, that's that, a good that's idea. Interesting. Yeah. So you'd what literally about the five car? I have five cars, and I just want to get <laughs> rid of them. Maybe cut down to two or three. Oh, okay. Perfect. So you'd have, one, you'd have a car that you literally could get in. Uh, flip a switch and it become autonomous, and then you let it go, or you can flip it back and drive it yourself. Well, most of them are like that now. Okay. One one thing they're challenge the challenge now is switching back and forth between autonomous and uh, mm-hmm. user driven mm-hmm. is really complicated. That's like the hardest part to solve. Ah. So there, I know some companies are going right to autonomous and skipping the and skipping the the hybrid, the hybrid will, where yeah. you can either take control of the wheel or or yeah. that's fascinating. We love to travel in this country, and so I'm going to guess. Uh, that there will be a model in some way of people being able to, you know, r- rent a car. Well, maybe right. isn't Maven part of that? Uh, where yeah. GM has that, and, and other companies as well. You rent it for a certain period of I time think for his chariot or something. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you you drive it to wherever you want to, and then come back around. Let's continue to talk about this. We're going to talk about some of the consequences of an autonomous vehicles and the impact that it's going to have on our lives as we head in deeper into the 21st century here on the Internet Advisor. We were talking about autonomous vehicles with Vince Milewski, who is the um, uh, owner and founder of uh, Visual Compass. It's a company out of uh, Ypsilanti. They have also done uh, work for us. As a matter of fact, our current webpage is uh, something that they developed and helped us with. And uh, Vince, thanks so much for coming to the studio. It's good to have you in here. It's a pleasure. It's been too long. It has been too long. And we're talking today about autonomous vehicles. And I know you work a little bit with Ford, right? Yep. I'm a contractor with Ford doing uh, some agile transformation, which has nothing to do with autonomous vehicles, but being in the environment. And now that our new CEO is from the autonomous vehicle program, it's definitely a, a focus that we're aware of. Oh, I didn't know that their new CEO was from the Autonomous Vehicle Program, huh? Yep. Boy, that speaks volumes, guys, about where Ford where is heading. Yeah. Where the Ford is heading. That is really interesting. Now, what are some of the other... As, let's just toss this out here. What are some of the other big changes you think are going to happen societally to us because of this shift to autonomous vehicles? I mean, one of the things I think about is people who can't drive now may have the option to, to get around in vehicles. Yeah, That's a very good point, yeah. The young, elderly. Uh, yeah, people who are physically challenged. Yeah. The things I wonder about is, if you have children in cars, can you do that? What, what if you're drinking? Mm. Can you oh. ride in an autonomous vehicle? Yeah, uh, well, but, but why not? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> That's question. a good question. I was going to say, on our homepage, if you go to internetadvisor.net, I, I saw a cartoon out there that I just had to put on, and uh, it... it you, when you look at it, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it kind of points out the the issue that um, 
Matter of fact, the one picture I have is of this young couple kind of lounging in a car, and somebody, something else is doing the driving, but down below there's a cartoon, and there's a fellow in the back seat with a, with a newspaper in his hand, and there's a police officer who's standing next to him, and they're saying, speeding officer? You'll have to ask the self-driving car. <laughs> I think we'll have to have some, uh, some new laws to dictate uh, so, who's responsible for this. That's interesting, yeah. new laws. Some of the other things that are happening, um, I'm wondering if this is going to be like a revolution in infrastructure as well. And I'll tell you why I say that. Um, Ed pointed it out to me uh, a couple weeks ago. You were talking about driving on I-75 and seeing some of these... Uh, QR codes, you know, they, they look like squiggly, crazy things. Yeah, like the they're the yeah, 2D barcodes, right. Yeah. And basically saying that the right lane is closing in one mile, two miles, and it's a barcode for the smart vehicle. But see, we don't know what it says. Well, I knew what it But the is. car says. I, you, you can't figure out barcode. No, I didn't know. I guessed. You speak barcode. I, I guessed. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder what the economic I- impact uh, autonomous cars are going to be. Because for the yeah. longest time in America... You know, everybody strove to have a chicken in every pot and a car in their driveway. Right. And then it became two cars in the driveway because women started to go to work. And right. so you had right. the two out there. So that was a driving force for the economy. You know, buying cars, are it, that makes a lot of money move around uh, with every purchase. And, and, Very, and yeah. does that all change now? Because well, that's not going to be driving out there anymore. Well, now you're going to have some new companies entering the market. For, for example... One of the big problems with autonomous vehicles is there's lots of data that needs to move around. Yes. Um, so you have companies now who are setting up these services to, for you know transferring large amounts of data in, ah. the, in the cloud. And you also have companies who are handling these software updates. So there's right. yeah. Uh, so it certainly is creating technology jobs. Go ahead. Well, and there's also another thing: is what are you going to do with all this data? Not only could it be used. Um, as we were talking earlier, altruistically, which was like, hey, this autonomous vehicle just ran over a pothole. Get a hold of MDOT, you know, <laughs> because they need to fix this hole, right? Mm-hmm. Because we yeah, already sure. had several autonomous yeah. vehicles run over this hole. That would make perfect sense if that information yeah. could ex- expediently get there. But you, they could also do other things with the data. Yeah, the aggregated data from all these cars for, throughout the country can give you lots of information about all kinds of things. But they yeah. could also sell that information for, you know, yeah. other things like you know what you're thinking hacking? you know no 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 like oh. businesses like uh, oh yes you know we, we noticed that there's a lot of traffic in downtown royal oak and mm-hmm. and and uh i, I don't know well, well no you're right it, so i did created... read an article that you know in the future car companies be making more money from the data they gather from their vehicles and the vehicles themselves so the new model it, i gotta wonder then what's going to happen to all those manufacturing jobs because I own Detroit robots. certainly has well, been. Well, and the other well, thing. Well, the robots are already gobbling up a lot of those jobs. Well, and you can look at the other thing. You could have someone with <gasps> some potential company or city that has influence and says, wouldn't it be nice if we could route a bunch of traffic in front of these in this new mall that we have over here, these businesses? <laughs> and maybe we should route these autonomous vehicles over there so people could see the, these businesses that we've put up, you know? And, and, you know, and, and we would never know about it. But once again, do there you, you go. There's the paranoid side of me. Do you want to be routed over there is another story. Yeah. Well, is no, that part I don't. Of but game? No, but I mean, do I have a choice if the autonomous vehicle chooses it? Well, it definitely raises privacy issues. It's like, privacy yes. How's the data going to be used and yes. by whom? Yeah, like why is your autonomous vehicle always dropping you off at the no-tell motel once every week? <laughs> There you go. Know, they could sell that. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, that sort of information is going to be happening, though. I mean, you know, that's part of real life. 
It's a bad deal. Who needs private eyes when you've got private cars? Exactly. Know? I mean, it's bad enough your cell phone's talking on everything going on. Now the car's going to be talking. When you go to court, your entire jury of witnesses is going to be like a car, a cell phone. It's just all going to be in I mean, One positive outcome with this would be better traffic flow. I mean, because oh yes, autonomous vehicles are going to drive much better than we do. Yep. And, and you can. And, and we could work on the way. You know, I could actually yeah. look at my phone, text, I could be in conference calls, mm -hmm. I could read email. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're misunderstanding the whole concept of oh, making oh, I'm automation. To relax? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. No, my I could squeeze, if my employer could squeeze three more hours of work out of me because I decide to <laughs> leave true. work after eight hours. Yeah, but That's a good thing for I'm, them. I have yeah. 45 minutes to work at 45. That's an hour and a half they're getting, and I'm like typing up my letters and emails and... You know, Getting things lined up. They're, I'm they're watching gonna, YouTube love videos, this. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Dwayne at work. That's <laughs> one of the other things it's doing to this area, Southeast yeah. Michigan, if you will, or just to the whole area that's been has embraced the car industry for so many years. You know, um, is that it's changing us from being uh, a manufacturing hub. Into to being so software technology hub. Yeah, software technology hub. Yeah, Forget the Silicon Valley. It, it's, yeah, it's sort of crazy to think that Ford is now competing with uh, Apple and Google. It's, yeah. it's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah and that Apple is, as a matter of fact, is trying to create it. Well, it's created. Haven't they created a software for cars, a car tech? They're working on their own autonomous project as well. But you know, the bottom line is, I, I think it's going to get to a point where all those manufacturers are going to start looking at each other and saying, you know something? You build the machines better than we do, but we write the software better than you do. Let's just get together and merge something. We'll mm. do a joint venture, and we'll go in those particular I, I believe directions. Apple's confirmed that they're not building the vehicle. They're just yes, building yes. the software. No, that exactly. makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing that we haven't really discussed is the manufacturers and the software developers, these vehicles, have to come up with uh, standards and protocols mm. that, because they're all going to be speaking. We want them all speaking the same language. Right. So, and, and mesh, yes. mesh networks are going to tie into here so that my car no, has a, a very limited and private conversation, um, with the car in front of me so that we know that its brakes are applied and, and possibly through the link of a dozen or 24 cars up in front of me through this mesh network, it'll know that, mm. that there is an accident on the right hand side of the lane. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, or, well, Waze already does that with Google, doesn't it? Right. I'm, I'm sure that'll be built into the, the software that the cars have. Waze, right. by the way, folks, is that W-A-Z-E. It was an Israeli company that was consumed by Google, I believe. Yep. And it's now a part of it. And I love it because... And they give you all the hazards. Oh, it gives police, you everything. Police, potholes, yep. car stops. It tells you when traffic is slowing down. It tells you when there's an accident on the side of the road. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of that is dependent upon people entering that information. The speeds are recorded. But unless you quickly tap a button that says pothole, accident, right side, you know, that information, and it's in there. I, I With autonomous vehicles, it'll be automatically recognized and yeah. entered into the system. You know, it'd be even better, though, is that if they, you know, that's fine, that's entered in the system, stuff like that, but why don't they make an autonomous dump truck full of asphalt that goes out and fills that <laughs> pothole immediately? Well, that that that's funny, but... Actually, they will change the world as far as trucking goes. I mean, think oh, about Lord, yes. think about autonomous trucks. I mean, going mm -hmm. cross country, mm -hmm. that's going to change things quite a bit, I would think. Well, the great thing Huge. about that, in my opinion, at least, is that then they then they definitely have strong traffic patterns that they know about. They might even just have it so that all the trucks just flow out during off hours when there's less traffic on the road, and they can put more of them out there and get them going. Also, control the weight issue with trucks. 
because that's a huge issue that yeah. has been destroying Well, that's what's beating time. the living hell out of roads. Mm-hmm. Well, have you noticed how many um, of the waste stations are now closed in Michigan because they don't want to man them with personnel? Yeah. And, and even, the, even the ones that are automated. So they've they've closed a lot of those. You know, I can't help but think that it's where you know this is like the transition from the buggy and the whip and the the, the saddle and uh, somebody with a, a broom and a shovel. <laughs> you know, we're we're it's a, it's huge a pretty significant change. switch. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge, it's a sea change. You know, uh, in terms of culture as well. Um, yeah. I kind of wonder how the autonomous vehicles will affect us. Because they're around. I just got this picture in my head of the Indianapolis 500 driverless. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs drivers anymore? Who needs drivers anymore? We'll just have them go 230 miles an hour driverless. and become <laughs> a software test. All the people yeah, in the center court. Yeah, but it takes all the fun out of NASCAR because you have to program in a crash. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Randomly. Yeah, randomly. Oh, yeah. Vince, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, we're going to have a, probably a little bit of time after Mike... Uh, Brennan is coming up with MI Tech News. The headline's there. Maybe we'll have a few more thoughts before we wrap this up. Vince Mileski with us in here is our co-host today from Visual Compass. We're talking about automated vehicles and the huge changes they're making in our lives. It's that time of the program to welcome Mr. Mike Brennan, the editor of MI Tech News, and take a look at some of the headlines that he's lined up for us with his MI Tech News dot com site hi mike how you doing doing great thanks for asking Foss. all right well let's jump into one i know this is somebody that you've uh, we've talked to on both of us on other occasions and that's terry bean you have an article there about the virtual reality private label offer that he's got kind of a turnkey yeah. vr product yeah he's just come out with that actually i knew about it uh gosh he's been working on this for a number of months but uh they're officially out and about and selling now and uh, that's literally what it is it, they go to video arcades and say to them we'll set you up with hardware software and then it turns into a software as a service so you oh how do i get new games well that's part of the service they they give you the new games all the time uh Uh, they make sure the games are running i mean essentially they 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 put the 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 hardware in so you can play the game Mm -hmm. and then they service it for you and then charge you a fee every month uh and Okay, they're yeah. going to arcades that already exist and are offering them this opportunity then to expand into uh, virtual reality kind of gaming as well? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Ah. The, the thing is that there's a big difference between what you get with your smartphone when you use the Google sure. Google Cardboard sure. or something like sure. that versus commercial-grade VR. It's yep. the commercial-grade is like... Uh, that, that movie that Steven Spielberg put out, uh, Avatar, you know, just oh, really, yeah. really high quality stuff, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's an exploding market. So, I mean, video arcade dealers would be a miss if they didn't at least check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's very reasonably priced. I think it's uh, one forty nine a month mm-hmm. uh, to service the booth. and But the, there's a couple thousand dollars setup charge. But once you get past that, then you can sell it to your your customers and sure. they'll take care of everything wow that sounds fascinating all right let's move on to another subject uh topic you've got here and it kind of fits in with things going on during the summertime michigan tech is offering a summer youth program uh for detroit students for clean energy camps 
Yeah, it's kind of different. Uh, it's, yeah. it's going on uh, right now, uh, and uh, up there and way up in Houghton, where it's not even snowing. Uh, that's a good <laughs> thing, right? Uh, I, I only get up there in the summertime. I am not a snow person anymore. So, uh, but uh, it's a hands-on training camp. Uh, uh, it's been going on for a little while. It's funded by the National Science Foundation. Uh, it's a collaboration with uh, their preschool engineering program, our good friends at Lawrence Tech, MSU, Oakland University, and, of course, Michigan Tech. And they get the students up there. They kind of show them what's going on with possibilities for renewable energy and mm-hmm. and all that science that goes with it. And hopefully, like everybody else, they're trying to recruit these kids into STEM careers. Our last headline here is perhaps the most disturbing one, and that is that uh, hackers can take over your cell phone to send text messages and make phone calls. That's I, yeah, I didn't this, think they had invaded that territory. Mm. This came out of Black Hat. There's a big uh, hacker oh, in, convention in Vegas, going right? on in, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, this is one of the demos that came out of Black Hat. Ooh. And a group out of China uh, called uh, Unicorn, uh, the Unicorn Team at 360 Technology, Chinese group of security folks, showed that, you know, if you've got a modern LTE phone, you're okay. But the problem that is, is when you're moving around, it drop, it moves your call from tower to tower. And if you're someplace, say, in a more rural area where they have, uh, you know, they don't have LTE service, they have, say, 2G service very mm-hmm. slow, mm-hmm. that's when you're vulnerable. That's when the bad guys can get mm-hmm. in and hack your phone and take it over, essentially, and uh, send messages, make phone calls, and people think it's coming from oh. you. Is there any way that you that they talk about being able to protect yourself from that? Uh, only that you know, you got to get the faster service. Uh, they don't really yeah. offer up any solutions. They <laughs> were just showing an example of what yep. can happen. And yep. of course, black—that's what black hat. Yep. The, that's the, exactly black hat co- conference is all about. Is they have all these different groups come in there to scare the heck out of you, right? <laughs> to show you what can be done. And and I think this uh, you know raised a few goosebumps on a few arms out there. I know I was I, I wasn't aware of this could happen either. I guess I see one of the uh, last lines in the article here is that uh, setting your phone on airplane mode blocks out this ghost telephonist, which is the um, the hacking uh, exploit. <laughs> of course, you're disconnected at that point, but I guess that might be something to keep in mind if you're in an area where it's kind of a marginal signal. Yeah, actually, that would be the only way to go. I mean, essentially, you're turning your phone off. You're not because airplane mode means you're not receiving the the the, the, wi- the Wi-Fi signal or the uh, the uh, the cell phone signal, uh, and uh, so if you're out in the in the hinterland, and you can turn your phone off, or you can just put it in airplane mode. But then you're not going to get any calls either. Yeah, folks, you can hear. I'll just give it some examples there. Three examples of the wide variety of information that you can find when you subscribe to mitechnews.com. And uh, you get two feeds a week, uh, one's on Wednesday and one's on Friday. And there's all sorts of resources in there, everything, video and audio, podcasts, all sorts of good stuff. And the price, Mike? Uh, absolutely free. <laughs> absolutely free, courtesy of the sponsors of MI Tech News. So, folks, the way to get a hold of this and keep up with what's going on in technology and entrepreneurship in our first state of Michigan and around the country, really, too, is by subscribing to MITechNews.com. Mike, have yourself a great week. Mike Brennan, the Will editor do. of MI Tech News. Don't forget, you can also hear him with Matt Roush on M Squared TechCast, and that's part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Mike, good talking with you. Have a safe trip out there this weekend, and enjoy yourself. Thanks very much, Foster. You too. 
busy weekend with Mr. Mike Brennan and the in-studio here wrapping things up with Vince Milewski, who is the founder of uh, Visual Compass. There's a company out of uh, Ann, uh, well, Ann Arbor now, right? Am I right? Yep, we moved to Ann Arbor uh, last year. Yep, uh, you started in Ypsilanti and uh, you've done our web, the design of our website, um, and, but you've now moved a little more into video and also consulting with Ford. Yes, more more video related stuff, which has sort of been driving the last couple of years, and then yeah, doing yeah. the contract work with Ford, which I love. It's uh, doing agile transformation. So mm-hmm. Those agile groupies out there. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad Gary's not here because you guys <laughs> would be agile yeah. together. And he's a big fan. <laughs> well, you know, since you said that, events. What what are people looking for in video on websites and stuff now? Uh, uh, Beyond YouTube, what what sort of things are being driven out there? Well, as you know, people don't read anymore, so mm. video is the best way to get your content out there. Mm-hmm. Most most of our clients are doing you know product demonstrations, uh, yep. learning about the company, so like a CEO talking about themselves and the company and their values and why they're great. Do, do you actually have production studios for them to create the video content, or do they create the content like with an advertiser, no. then bring it to you and no. you incorporate it? We create it the stuff. content. Although some people, like we're doing some work with U of M right now, and they, they create the, the video, but we're doing the editing. So we, we do both. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So folks out there, if you're listening and you have a business and you want to enhance it with some really stunning video, give them give us a call. You, you know, that I never really thought about, about people not reading as much. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, used to be true. that we all looked on websites, but you're right. Everyone just subscribes to channels and, and gets their news that way. There's so much the, more the out there. Events. You don't have time to read it all. And you yeah. get more information, you know, when you get more your senses pictures, involved. Pictures worth in it. a thousand words kind you know, of thing, yeah. If right. they ever got smell-o-vision going, it would be wonderful. <laughs> Someday. Yeah, it, it's possible. You never know. All they're going to do is, you know, they'll put sensors that'll come through a USB port Essence that will, Cal. you know, oh stimulate the we'll, inside of your nose. We'll get the brave new go. world kind of smell vision. Yeah, <laughs> or mm. feelies. I think it was what Aldous Huxley had in, in his book. Um, yeah, uh, and you're. We've been talking about autonomous vehicles as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. We've had a great. Listen, we don't often kind of get the chance to just kind of chew on a subject as we did today with autonomous vehicles. Thanks so much for being here, Vince Molesky, our guest here on this uh, hour of the Internet Advisor. And don't forget now, hour number two is coming up, and that's your hour. We call it your hour because that's when. You make it happen with your calls at 800-859-0957. Again, it's 800-859-0957. Cal and Ed will be here to answer your questions. And please, the key to this is call early. That way we make sure that we get your call on the air and your question on the air and we get some answers for you. Again, that number, 800-859-0957. After the news, we'll be back with that. Thank you so much to Mike Stetz. Thank you for your engineering skills. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. 
Welcome aboard for hour number two. Hi, this is Foster Brown, your co-host and the producer of the program, along with Ed Riddell and Cal Carson. We're standing by to take your questions and find some answers for you. Glad to see some folks are calling in early. We got plenty of room here. Give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven, and we are ready to tackle your questions and find you some answers. Welcome to the Internet Advisor Hour number two, and that's when we get your questions and we try to find some answers for you as well. By the way, Ed, I wanted to say, if you go to internetadvisor.net, Ed, your picture is posted there as well. It- what? Yes, the picture that you took and sent to me of that QR code that was on the side of the road. Oh, it's a good on thing. I seventy five. It's a good thing my brother in law dusted my dashboard, <laughs> and I don't advise doing that at seventy miles an hour going. So yeah, I took that picture driving down northbound seventy five just past Crooks, and as many of you know, there's construction, and they have the QR codes posted on the right hand side of the screen, basically saying for autonomous vehicles for testing purposes only, mm-hmm. three miles to right lane ends. Two miles to right lane ends. Oh, wow. One mile. So. That's cool. And I caught one of them. That's so. pretty cool. And he caught like it, so it gives you an idea of what it looks like. Anyway. Sounds like an old country and western song. The, <laughs> the QR code at the side of the road as I drove along in my Thomas vehicle. All right. Let's uh, head into our calls and say hello to uh, Robert from Bedford. Did I get that right, Robert? Yes. Bedford Township. It's about uh, five miles uh, north from the Toledo border. Ah, Okay. Down by the border. Okay, well, how can we help you this afternoon, Robert? Uh, Yes, I have a uh, two-part question. I have a uh, uh, 27-inch iMac computer. It's about four and a half uh, years old. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, number one, what is the correct operating temperature of a Mac? What is the temperature? And the second thing I wanted to know, how do I find out, how can I check my computer to see if it's, Uh, operating at a normal temperature or if it's running hot? There are Mm. a number of, uh, you can go out on the net and uh, look for a number of testing uh, programs that you can download Mm -hmm. that will show you the temperature of your CPU and and they'll tell you if your fans are running and how fast they're running and the RPMs and everything on that. And you can just go out and search for it. There's there's a a number of them out there. Now, does the... Now, your Macs also support the ability to go to the Apple App Store, right? So they could search for a free utility in there as well, right? They certainly could. Right. right. So, yeah, I, yeah, I would just go out and, and look for anything out there in that particular thing. The exact temperature for that sort of uh, situation, uh, you could probably do some searching on Apple's knowledge base and perhaps find that. There's so many models out there that I can't tell you which temperature for that particular model should be. Okay. Okay, I'll take a look at the uh, at the app store first, see if I can find an app, mm-hmm. and then I'll look on the Internet uh, for if I can't find anything in the app store. Well, yeah. you know, that brings up a magic question. Why are you concerned about the temperature? Is it running too hot? Well, uh, I've noticed uh, over the past uh, a month or so that uh, the fan is running constantly. It never shuts off. It just runs and runs and uh, runs. And I was just wondering, is it running constantly because it's overheating, or is that normal? Because well, if, you, if, if, I, if you go back, like, say, three, four months ago, it would run for a while and stop, yeah. run and stop. Now it's just running. It will not stop at all until I shut off the computer. Okay, now there's two things that come to mind when I hear that situation going on. 
One's physical, and one is, for lack of a better way, mental. <laughs> when I say yeah. mental, what I mean is that probably somewhere in your operating system, there's something constantly running in the background that's creating a lot of CPU usage, which is creating a lot of heat to go, and therefore turns the fans on. So, because on a Mac, every time you shut it down, when you relaunch it again, all the same apps are still opened up, right? Depending right. on whether or not you have that button saying to open up everything over again. Exactly. So, one of the things that I would do uh, is this. Uh, uh, shut your Mac down, and then when you power it up, hold down the Option key, the Command key, the R and the P key, and then hit the power button and continue to hold those four keys down. Command, option, okay. PR. Correct. You'll hear it uh, boot up and do the chime, and then it'll go black and it'll boot up again and do the chime, and then go black and it'll boot up one more time and do the chime. And the whole time you're holding those four keys. Correct. On that, first, on that third chime, let the keys go and let it boot up on its own. That should do a PRAM reset of all the hardware, uh, um, firmware in the computer, and that may eliminate the issue for you. The second thing okay. that I'm suspecting is because it's a four-year-old computer, depending on the environment where you have that computer working at, you may want to swing it around and on the top oh, edge yeah. on the back and on the bottom edge on the back and on the bottom underneath the display are gratings. You may want to take a vacuum cleaner and lightly vacuum out all those different areas so you can get proper airflow going to the machine. They may be slightly clogged, and therefore it's not getting enough air to keep it cool on a regular basis. Right, especially if you have pets. Oh, yes. I do, I do that all the time. I check the back to make sure that uh, all the ports, everything good, is nice good, and clean. Good. Yeah. yeah, and even with an iMac, you you need to do that. Uh, yeah, make sure the old that, PCs when you had them on the floor and you got a cat or dust yeah. bunnies or whatever, that became a big problem. Yeah, and that's any that's any electronic device yeah. that has fans on it. It's going to suck air in, and with the air is going to come dirt. So you want to make sure that all those ports, not not just the ports, but the vents on the top of the machine along the edge, you'll see a, a slit that's vents, and there's also a slit on the bottom and underneath the display. There's a grating. Make sure all those places are, are nice and clear. Sometimes on the grating on the bottom and in the slits, I take an old toothbrush or a new one if mm. you don't have an old one <laughs> and run it in those slits as you vacuum, and that really gets yeah. all that dirt out of it. Okay, sir. Okay. Thank you very yeah, much. Sounds for good. Call. Yep. Thank you and very much. Great questions to ask, and uh, let me give you the number again, 800-859-0957. Paul and Walter, Walter rather, from Ohio. We are going to be getting back to you in just a moment. But the phone lines are open, and we've opened the floodgates to the questions as well. We'll be back to start answering more of those questions as we delve further into this hour of the Internet Advisor, your hour, 800-859-0957. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor and Eric Dortch, our engineer. Thank you so much for your dedicated efforts to help us here on the show. And uh, let's go back out now to Jim from Westland. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Jim, how can we help you? Okay, there's a advice from a friend of mine today. I haven't looked up the information where I told you about Lime, mm. and I'm told Lime is better than Skype, FaceTime, or Ubu. Have you found any information and research on Lime? L-I-M-E. L-I-M-E. Well, Oracle makes a product for asset management and mm -hmm. license management called Lime. Yeah. There used to be a product called Lime that allowed you to download music illegally, music and videos called Lime. Um, yeah, we, I, I like Lime Digital. I looked it up, and there was something in the U.K. and uh, Great Britain that was called Lime Digital. But I'm having a hard time. 
I thought when you um, when you first mentioned the when we were setting up the call and you mentioned it, I thought, boy, this will be easy to find because, as Ed was saying, it's something I remember as being something that used uh, very often, like Tor software, to download uh, music or right, movies right. or whatever, and as a result was dangerous because there's a lot of viruses. Now, there might be on a, on a Linux system, there's a piece of software called Lime, which is used for chatting. That's oh. the one we're referring to, the chat one. Ah, oh. uh, so I've only think I've seen that on Linux, pre-installed. And I, I'm sure there might be a, um, a PC version of that. Well, my friend's running one on Apple, and she says it works better than Skype, and it includes phone calls with it. Now, yeah. When I use phone calls on Skype to patch into the radio broadcast I do across the country, mm-hmm. if you dial an 800 number, it doesn't cost you anything, whether it's 850-888, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when you dial anything without an 800, you're taking away the credit you paid for. Now, is this called Lime Chat? I think it might be. And the lady's running it on an Apple computer. Yep. Yeah, I, I found something out there. It runs under Mavericks and Mountain Lion. But if you've gone above those levels for the OS, uh, it, it appears that it's not uh, going to work for that. Oh, it's an yeah. oh, I got and you. so that, that that would explain why I saw it on a on a Linux because it runs you know Linux in the background and it comes pre-installed. So yeah, there probably was a version that worked on the Mac. Who knows if they've updated it since and. Probably not. <laughs> as, as we're chatting, as we're looking around here, we can't seem to find it anyway. Well, well I, I, no, did find I find it. it. I bet, yeah. No, I, yeah, exactly. I'm but, I, but I don't see anything for a current version yeah, of the Yeah, everything's OS. always greener on the other side of the fence. You know, someone says that something works excellent and try it, but, you know, Skype's really good, but, you know, you, sometimes you, you can get the echoes, you know. Well, I don't get echoes. I put on my headset. <laughs> so if my other party at the other end has got their speakers up i'm not echoing on theirs if you were a headset you cut out the echo yep yep mm-hmm. so the only mm-hmm. reason why you're interested in this because someone said that they use it and, and well they, they have a son that lives in japan and they oh. set it up for them and they said it works fantastic you, now that, that you way. mentioned that by the way it was interesting because i was just on that page uh for limechat.net slash mac and japanese is <laughs> is there so apparently it, it may have to do with uh a piece of software that's uh, people in Japan are more familiar with. Gotcha. That, right. That yeah, we, it's available issue. in the United States because the lady that's running it is living in the Michigan area. Yeah, but I... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, we understand. Yeah, but we don't know that much about it at all. Sorry. But thanks I'm, for bringing yeah. it to our attention. Yeah, okay, but before you go, yeah. mm-hmm. the thing about the fan, I'm a big fan of my Mac computer because it's got better resolution than most 4K TVs. Speaker quality of a Bose speaker, which I think I applaud it. Mm-hmm. And it never heats up. Now, I had the Mac before that used to heat up a little bit, but never much to cause a problem. So, mm-hmm. But I never hear my fan running at all. I just, the computer stays cool. I've never had it hot. And the last one I bought, it's two and a half years old. Yeah, Jim, I, have to, I can say this, by the way, for um, the MacBook Pro from 2011 that I had would heat up, still heats up. But the new MacBook Pro that I have, 2016, not a thing. It it runs cool, cool, cool. No matter how much I'm doing on it, it's amazing. Yeah, they shave they, they re- shave the gerbils before they put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. By the way, uh, the best thing about autonomous cars is they cut down the insurance costs when people less critical actions to make yes. them crippled, less to kill them. Assurance for your car will be more affordable in Michigan. That's what Michigan's striving for: better car insurance. And autonomous cars could affect it 
in a positive direction. Very good point, Jim. Thanks so much for giving us a call. Boy, there's an optimistic it. person there because if I know insurance company, nothing ever goes down. Yeah, I know. They'll just pocket. The, they'll just pocket, <laughs> pocket the profits. Oh dear, Paul. I'm sorry, I, I, I got to echo that with you. That's the pessimist. Yeah. It's very rare I've ever seen insurance go down. It will yeah. Not. Paul from Farmington Hills, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Hey, how are you this afternoon? Hey, Foster, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to WJR since the 1960s. So yeah, uh, great. I was young, but I did, but I uh, <laughs> you know, and I listened to this show quite some time. By the way, I'm calling about autonomous cars, and I hope you'll bear with me. Here, but sure, just let sure. Me say about, let me say about um, I have a Hewlett Packard uh, Spectra. Are you guys familiar with 360? What a beautiful machine. Now, it's very expensive. It's a touchscreen. It's got incredible speed and graphics. And anyway, that's just a, that's a Hewlett Packard. Are you guys familiar with that? No, I'm not. Uh, I, we used to work for Hewlett Packard maybe three and a half years ago. So, no, I don't even remember. I, the I've seen the brand before. Have you? Yes. It, it's one. It, of, it's 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 like uh, along with their Alienware. Uh, it's one of those yes. higher line. Yes. Oh, oh, gaming systems. Yes. Yeah. Possibly. No, no. I'm well, it's not necessarily for gaming, but it's one of the high line brands okay. like the Alienware. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. It's a. You know, you can fold it over. Um, it's uh, you know, yes. a touch screen. No, mm-hmm. it's expensive, but if someone is going to spend the money mm-hmm. uh, at a place like a Best Buy, for example, mm-hmm. I would certainly recommend now, it. I end. Well, you know, my daughter's in the market, and she asked me, thinking that, hey, you're on the Internet Advisor. (laughs) Why don't you recommend a PC? And I'm like, ah, you know, I can't, honey. You know, but you as a consumer, you've purchased this. How old is your unit? And if you don't mind me asking, how much did it cost approximately? Yeah, it was was close to, it was 18, uh, close to $2,000 with tax. So it was not it. Yeah, it wasn't inexpensive at all. Mm-hmm. But, but you just, loaded it, didn't you? I mean, I, it sounds like you're running an i7 with 16 gigs of RAM kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 the mid-range. Everything's mid, but it's oh. a beautiful, sleek little, uh, not little, but, you know, it's it's a, what are the sizes in terms of inches? I forget uh, what they come in. But, well, this is 13. Um, it's a 13. Um, what I'm looking here is 13 inch that they have. And this is the one where you can flip the screen over, right? That, that's what I just yeah, said. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Is it, is it a 360? I forget. I'm yes, not, I'm not, yes. Yeah, that, it's that's called what the Spectre, yeah, 360. Okay, what was How your question? Is, or did you just want to talk about autonomous vehicles? No, I wanted to talk about autonomous vehicles. Guys, I hope I don't offend anybody. Sure. Let me just Let me just tell you this. I think the idea is ludicrous, and it will not lower insurance, it'll raise it. I, let me just give you anecdotal, and this isn't anecdotal, this is every day. Okay, so I'm in my late 50s. I've been, I'm aware, I'm invested, I drive, I have great reflexes because I'm an athlete. I still compete with 18-year-olds, right? Okay. So the thing is, the thing, and it's true, I, and I'm not bragging, I'm saying that because I drive like, you know, my grandchild is in the next car over. So dig this. Good. I go to uh, cut my son's lawn who lives in Huntington Woods. I live in Farmington Hills, so I jump on 696 at the Nixon Bowl, right? You know what that is, Telegraph, right? right? Just between there and Coolidge, I had to use every faculty I ever had learned to stay alive because of a young kid. You know how the motorcycle kids pass yeah. you at 120? Yep. Right? Okay, cuts in front of me. I'm going 70 in the middle lane, cuts over in front of in the, in the My whole point is, a tallest cars are not going to be able to react. react. And let me, let me just say this. In the in subdivisions, right? Little uh-huh. carrier, little little uh, Maya. I almost hit. I only drive eighteen, and she's five pounds. Don't tell me that. And then I got to go another half mile, and there's a, a big black bird feasting on roadkill. <laughs> that that autonomous is going to run over. Okay, I go a little farther, and then the deer runs through. Right. So okay, uh, and, but and I, then I the think... kids come out from behind 
the automobiles. There, there are many kids in my neighborhood who are from different nationalities. They don't are taught. They don't. They don't think. And and here now, here's the other thing, Paul. Though to consider, and I, I want to move on. So we got some of the other folks with tech questions here. But anyway, uh, one of the things that they have is this L. Was it Eldar or um, lidar? Lidar, which is a, a radar that looks ahead. Am I right on that? Right. You know, that's one of the things that the autonomous vehicles are able to take advantage of. So they really can see much further than we can. And so when you got some knucklehead, Ed, you and I were driving down here today. What well, we had three vehicles that went past us. You were probably doing about seventy. They went past us at least at ninety. Oh, the, not, no more, more, more than that probably zipping in and out. Of the, the autonomous vehicles, if they're properly outfitted with, you know, the things like the Eldar and, and the, the other technologies. Yeah, standard radar and cameras and right. all They'll the They'll see that necessary. coming well ahead of, of anything. Or that, if it's working properly, it, the other vehicles in the area that are also autonomous will report that there's erratic behavior drivers coming forward from yeah, behind you. Yep. I, I think there'll be generally a greater sensitivity to what's going on in the traffic than there is right now. Uh, all right, here's another again one eight one eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven and walter we got a break coming up in just a moment and we're going to get back to you and we want to take some time to uh, understand and answer your question as well if folks out there if you have got a um, uh, a question for us this is a good time to get in here are we have some lines open at 800-859-0957 by the way uh for those of you who have got young people going back to school and you're looking for some tips next week rick broida who is a gadget guy and also the cheapskate is going to be with us here in studio for our entire program and I'm looking forward to that. He's always, it's always a ball when he's coming in here. Oh yeah, he's 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 better. He's well, Vince is great, but uh, you know Rick's great too. Yeah, so. and it's going to be a lot of fun because he brings There's a lot of kibitzing. I mean, we just they yeah, are, exactly. Yeah, we have great Rick relationships. Broider, yeah. kibitz. Yeah. Yeah. He might even style. bring. He might even bring. Uh, well, some, some gadgets, drones. Yeah. <laughs> All right, standing by for your calls again at eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Back in just a little bit to start. The second half of this question and answer part of the Internet Advisor. Hang on. Time for us to get back on the phone and say hello to uh, Walter, who is with us from Ohio. Walter, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How may we help you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have um, maybe a series of questions about UPSs, uh, uninterruptible power supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you know about those. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, that uh, if I want a long run time, if I want it to stay up for hours instead of minutes, mm -hmm. that I'm going to have to pay for the batteries that allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. But in the other areas of UPSs, I don't know if I'm being uh, sold a bill of goods or what. Um, I don't know um, for... I, I have a whole variety of different pieces of equipment, and I imagine I'm going to be buying pieces of equipment in the future. Um, I don't know if I need pure sine wave output or double conversion or line interactive or... Uh, online, there are various terms that are not very well, yeah. not very clear in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, some 
the prices are all over the all over the oh yeah yeah waterfront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm getting a good deal. Yep. Uh, or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to guess Ed that the 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 more uh, backup time you get. The bigger the battery. Yeah, the more lead. The more metals are in the batteries. That's what you're really paying for. The electronics usually do not change in UPSs unless mm-hmm. you're getting a base model. You know, you can get one that has five or ten minutes, just enough time to shut down your computer without crashing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what type of equipment were you going to be hooking up to this? Desktop, laptops, TVs? I mean, what type of TVs were you? Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, desktop, uh, laptop, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, base unit on my uh, telephone. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Now, are you? Uh, what, I mean, what's the purpose? Why are you considering getting a UPS? Do you have a lot? Are you are you using it to protect your equipment in case of a brownout or power failure, or are you? Do you suffer a lot of power failures? I mean, why are you interested in getting this equipment? Right. I I, I run uh, some PCs. Uh, Continuously. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, while um, here in um, uh, in Berea, the um, uh, power failures are not frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do happen a few sure. times, a couple, three times a year. I don't mm-hmm. know. Enough yeah. to be really annoying. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> can, true. Yeah, I imagine that. Yeah. I mean, Ed, you live in the country, too, so I imagine you probably for some of this too oh my gosh until last year when edison finally came through and trimmed a bunch of trees and thank god they did but that was only after the the citizens in the area after we went through a christmas for nine days without power in ortonville yikes that uh and and where we're at that they finally did something our power has been great but my my um i don't have a ups but i have a generator and i think i have um almost a thousand hours on it Mm. Easily wow. in the in the ten years I've had it. Yeah. Wow. Well, Be- because that's how many we we lost power for days. I mean, no, why don't you I, have a UPS then I, as a backup, or do you? No, I don't have a UPS because okay. all my equipments are laptops. So when we suffer a power uh, failure, I just do shut down. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not running anything continuously. Yeah. Now, if you had a desktop, that's different. Yeah, and and uh, what you're describing, Walter, is a situation in which you've got desktops. Uh, it sounds like a number of desktops that you want to make sure they keep on running. Are they like servers? No, uh, they're uh, just uh, busy uh, uh, with uh, numerical calculations. Okay, oh, I got you. Gotcha. Okay. I got you. The, okay. um, uh, the thing that you seem to have to pay a lot for mm-hmm. is uh, pure sine wave. And mm. I read a couple of things, I think maybe something at Tom's Hardware and maybe mm-hmm. some, That's a good know, some other expert... Uh, saying the only way to know if you uh, if you require pure sine wave or full sine wave is to test it out. Well, this is a UPS. How do you test a UPS? I mean, it's pretty complicated. And well, I mean, you just test the output on it. Basically, does Edison provide you a pure a pure sine wave? It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty close to a pure sine wave. Yeah. Um, uh, because what we're talking—you explain about, that for people who are listening right now who might not know what we're talking. Think about. Think of an S sideways. So what it does—it's a yep. voltage that goes from zero to 120, down to zero. I'm sorry, yeah, and then down. No, I'm sorry, up 60, down 60, up 60, down 60. Yep. So it, it alternates. It's that wave. It's that wave yep. that alternates from zero to plus 60 volts, mm-hmm. zero to okay. minus 60 volts. But it, but together they equal 120 volts. Yep. And it does that 60 times a second. And uh, some UPSs. 
when you purchase them, they, act, they actually have sawtooth type of sine waves. It's right. not a gradual thing. Right, that's what I understand. Okay, but most computer equipment conditions that voltage, and then, and then uh, you don't need true 120 volts because it's converting it. The power supplies in computer equipment converts it to 12 volts and 5 volts. And well, the question volts. is whether the uh, power supply can deal with the... Uh, sawtooth, yeah. Uh, the sawtooth, exactly. Yes. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, manufacturers are not very forthcoming about uh, what uh, waveform their equipment requires, their power mm-hmm. supplies require. But it doesn't sound like... What, and by the way, Walter, I'm going to need to wrap this up so I can move on to uh, another call that's waiting here. But uh, if I was running a refrigerator or something like that, I probably wouldn't want too much of that. I mean, it depends if it's a motor or, you know... I haven't delved in that in a long time. You bring up some interesting questions, but I'm not well, an expert. Let me ask you if you know about people's experience with this sort of thing. Are, do we know, are there people out there who are, are uh, uh, just have various equipment running and they're perfectly happy with these inexpensive ones that don't provide the full sine wave? Well, you know what we can do, Walter, is ask, and we'll do that right now. Yeah. If somebody's out there who can, has, has dealt with this with their UPS, Give us a call at 800-859-0957 and let now, us know what your experience and is. And some of the, 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 the most common one you're going to find for general consumption is APC. That's what you find in all the stores. Um, and But there are a number of companies in Michigan that provide backup generators, right, for mm-hmm. whole buildings as well as backup power supplies. And if one of those people are in the area, they might be able to call into the radio station. Yep. And you can also go on to uh, Amazon, obviously, and take a look at what they're offering. You mentioned APC. For and then instance. also YouTube. You can yes. watch YouTube videos and get their evaluation. Another good place to look. There might yep. be some experts on there that have evaluated, like Consumer Reports, or some individual that basically is doing the same thing you are. I need to find a UPS for my computers that yep. I just, you know, for my household. And I want a decent one, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. And I'm going to suggest also check the reviews on Amazon as you're looking at the different pieces of... Uh, yeah, even if you're not a subscriber, you can look at the reviews. Yes, yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned uh, Tom's Hardware, by the way, another good place to go. Walt, I'm sorry, I've got to wrap this. I've read a lot of these reviews, and they all seem to be very vague. Okay, well, we're at the pl- we're at the end of, of the time, though. I can give you this because we've got a number of other right. people. I want to make sure we get to them. But Interesting I'm, question, yeah. You've asked a good question, and one we don't often get. So I'm going to ask if we've got callers out there or people who are listening who have experiences, have experience with the UPS, under uninterrupted power supply, and can give us some of your insights that you do exactly that. So thanks for giving us a call, and uh, we're going to make sure that we uh, keep our phone lines open, and Eric, our engineer, is going to be looking carefully for that as well. Let's go to Blake from Royal Oak. Blake, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, sure. let's go quickly to it. I got to cable provider and it provides me a bundle internet um internet phone and um cable tv and right. i want to get rid of the phone and i hear things like grasshopper and all that because i'm trying to save money and uh i mean i have to buy a special modem that the company provides if i'm going to have because i want to keep our landline that's the whole are you going to keep the cable pardon me are you going to keep yeah. cable tv yeah yeah uh-huh. But you, what you want to do is get rid of the phone. What's more than likely, you may or may not be able to transfer the existing phone number. Is there any reason why you actually have to have a, a home-based phone number? Because my wife and I struggled with this years ago, and it was because, well, that's the phone number the kids have. And and basically, yeah. we 
we uh, and everyone knows us by that number. We went through the painful transition of like, hey, we're giving it up. We're yep. giving charge, we and, and we just we're using cell phones. I'm sorry, yep. Yep. and we're going to save that thirty three dollars or twenty five dollars right. for our internet phone. Yeah. But unfortunately, then the internet service providers they 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 hack you because you don't you're not bundling anymore. And um, oh, oh, yeah, you know. So I'm just so I just have internet and cable. You know, hmm. you really. Well, I, but I, but I found, for instance, Comcast. I think that they they they. For one year, they will reduce your rate. Yes, and, one and year. you get the whole package. So, for instance, I didn't start out using the phone. Right. But then I found I needed a fax line every now and then. Right. And rather than going to e-fax, what I decided to do was to simply add on the phone line. Didn't ex- it didn't cost me anything extra. Right. It was just part of the bundle. Right. And and there are there are well, what's the name? But not cricket. What's the other one that you just Magic Jack? There was that Vonage. company. Vonage, Vonage was one, and then there was Magic, Magic Jack, Jack yep. which basically was even simpler than that. You just plug it into an electrical outlet, and then it had a wireless adapter. Right. And then, uh, and it provided you plugged your phone can, in, into it anywhere in the house, and then that was your home line. Uh, I'm not sure, even sure if Magic Jack is still around. All right, have, have yeah. we given you some things to chew on here? <laughs> on, yeah, I mean, I can't. I just. I've had the, uh, the, I'm sorry, the discussion with my wife, and she just doesn't want to. Some of her customers are clients, and she can't get rid of it yet. So I was just looking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's a business. And, and mm. it's just, like I said, uh, I thought maybe there'd be an IPO or a voiceover internet that would be, that I would, uh, you know, buy separate from sure. the cable company that would save me more money. Because it seems like the cable companies will give you the phone, but then they always have to ensure that. You know, you've got 911 service and emergency. Right. Mm-hmm. And We're heading to a break right now. Yeah, yeah. why don't you hang on? We'll put you on hold, and we can maybe sure. talk a little bit more about this in just a minute as well. I was just looking into this uh, the other day. Uh, it's a VOIP, Voice Over Internet Pro Call. That's something to look into as well. Back in just a minute to answer some more questions. Welcome back, and thank you very much again, Eric Dorch, for our, being our engineer and producer as well, doing a great job there. Unsung heroes, one of the... Unsung heroes behind the glass, as we say. Uh, by the way, uh, don't forget that you can uh, get the podcast for this program on Sunday nights. Uh, generally speaking, we'll have it taken care of at that point, edited and posted for you, and you can uh, listen to it there. You can also subscribe to us at uh, Internet Advisor Podcast feed, and that's through iTunes. All right. And we're also on um, the podcastdetroit.com network. Good. All right. Let's get back out to our phone calls and say hello to Joanne from Ohio. Hi, Joanne. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? I'm very good. What can we do for you, ma'am? Uh, responding to the gentleman who had the questions about the UPSs. Oh, yes. Uh, about the UPS. Go ahead. Uh, very quickly, I've dealt with UPSs all the way from desktops to large data center units. Uh, the difference between an online and an offline, the online unit is constantly running off uh, power and charging the battery, and you're constantly running off the battery. The offline unit is essentially sleeping until the power drops, then it fires up and the battery kicks in. Mm-hmm. For that offline unit, there's a period of about 10 milliseconds where your load doesn't have any power. Uh, for most computers, that's okay. Uh, for very critical data center stuff, that's probably not, and you need an online UPS. Okay. The other thing, uh, most desktop computers can deal with a stepped sine wave power output. Oh, that's uh, the one we were talking about where the uh, it's chopped off. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's an approximated sine wave over the cloud step sine wave. Oh, I've gotcha. used a number of those, and they're just fine. Um, and those are fairly inexpensive. Uh, going back to the online versus the offline, the online ones are better in terms of the, the load will never see the power drop. 
because it's always running on battery 24-7. Right. The downside is they cost more and they, they, they uh, wear out faster because they're constantly running. Yes. Whereas the offline ones are essentially sleeping until the power drops. Mm. That's well, excellent. This is, Joanne, thank you so much. Uh, is, this part You're of, welcome. is this part of your work uh, portfolio? Yes. Okay, uh, just out of curiosity, typically how did they sell units? Are they still so, sold in, uh, was it KVA or, uh, you know, how many hours or, you know? Uh, typically, the, the industrial units are always spec in KVA. The units you find in computer stores are typically uh, ranked in a number of hours and the wattage, uh, total wattage for the load. Okay, so if we if, if a user is uh, has, like he said, a couple computers, each computer is probably four hundred watts of the desktop. A laptop is probably, you know, a hundred watts at most, and then uh, a TV is also probably a hundred watts, maybe a little bit more, depending on the size. So he could probably get away with a um, a, a, a thousand or fifteen hundred watt unit, and then he just has to then pick the 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 duration of time he wishes that to have um online, basically. Yeah. I, I would derate that a little bit. If you need a thousand watts of backup, buy um, thirteen hundred watts or a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Right, where you where, where you're talking mm-hmm. about the seventy percent thing, where you want to be right, running exactly. at seventy percent. Okay, excellent, exactly. Joanne. Thank you so much. You were a wonderful example of what happens when we tap the resources that are the folks out there in the audience who are experts in this and uh, certainly can help us with answering some questions. So great job, Joanne. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. I love that. When we I get do. Our audience. I'm glad when you put that call out there. That was great. That was really good. All and right. It re- re-educated me. Yeah. <laughs> you can edumacate me. Edumacate. <laughs> All right. Tom from Detroit. Welcome to the Internet Advisor. Glad to have you on. What can we do for you? Hi, guys. I just want to share a quick tip with you as well. Okay. Um, I'm uh, one of those guys that ported a phone number, a 50-year-old phone number from a landline over to my cell phone on a Verizon. And um, I've used that ever since. I've done that. My wife and I, for the same reason, you were saying um, the kids had the number. Everybody else had the number. It's been on there for 50 years. Everybody knew it. Uh, mm, doctors, 50 uh, years. Dentists. Wow. And so uh, oh, I said, no, I'm to see if I can't port that number over to Verizon. And they said, I don't know why, why you can't. We'll, we'll try it and see. And sure enough, it did. And we, I've been using it for, oh, gosh, five years. Oh, that's great. I was given a lot of hard uh, time by Verizon actually doing ours and trying to relinquish it to, um, but this was 10 years ago. I got so much grief. <laughs> I'm so glad that you were successful in that. Yes, and I still do. So I just want to share that with you. That was it was successful for us, and uh, we've been using it ever since. Uh, sometimes you get a lot of the <laughs> the robocalls still, but then again, that's yeah. the, that's that's the beauty of having a cell phone. You can just push it over and say, "Okay, I'm not going to answer that one." Let yeah, it go block phone number. Yeah. yeah, and you can block the phone number too. It really is <laughs> that's handy. Exactly. That's that's the other good thing. I say. <laughs> that really, really is handy. You know, I, I wish the phones. That mobile phones let me block anything that ends in you know two four eight three nine two star. There you go, and yeah, all the thousand numbers that's, after that's it. Exa- you know what? That's a that's a good tip. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's tip. my million dollars. Yeah, I, I'm not I, I listen give. to you guys religiously every time I can, and I've uh, gotten so many good things and good tips from you guys. It's uh, you, you, you provide such a wonderful service. I'm I'm glad you're out there. You're, uh, uh, thank you so much. You're, and th- you're quite yeah. a, quite a blessing. Thank you for being part of that blessing to people out there and uh, sharing. Yeah, what giving you do back. This. Yeah, Tom. Thanks a million for being here. I love it. Take care of yourself. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you. Uh, that number, by the way, we still have time for maybe one or two more calls. So uh, if you're hanging back there and think, oh, I don't know if I can get you know, my call. And I have to um, 
uh, Blake that called in. Yes. We, we, him and I were talking about that phone number. Unfortunately, he was going on. He wanted to talk about autonomous vehicles. Oh, yes. But we were going into coming on air, and I had to, unfortunately, he didn't hear me whispering, I got to hang up, I got to <laughs> hang up. But, and I hung up on him. So. Right, so I hope he heard that call from Tom. Yes, we certainly hope you did. Okay. Again, we've got uh, 800-859-0957 in time for a, one more call. You mentioned Magic Jack, and I hadn't heard that name for a long time. Yeah. Ben, I'm, you, I'm seeing, I'm looking at the website now, and... Um, they're how, still there. They're what's still the there. principle for it? How does it work? It plugs into the side of a PC, basically, and allows your PC become to become the phone. So you're... Uh-huh. So you could take it... You could take it anywhere in the world with you or in the country. And even when you're going traveling, you'll have your phone number with you. That's one po- That's one option you could possibly try. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. But it's been a technical, you know, that's, that's dated. Um, I like Tom's idea. If you can get them and, and you can get even a pay to pay as you go phone possibly or, or, or change one of your other phones and, and go cellular. If you can port your old 50-year-old phone number to a cell phone, that sounds like the way to go. Make his wife pay for it with her small business. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I, maybe I can get HBO on my cable <laughs> and save that $36 a month. I know. You were mentioning before, I, I said something just before we went off there about VOIP, Voice Over Internet Protocol. That used to be, that used to be kind of um, offered as a separate service, but you're saying basically that all phone calls are VoIP. I'm, no, I'm, well, I'm, uh, well, if you if it's being provided by your internet service provider, that's, okay, that's VoIP. So yeah. it's coming through your 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 cable box. So that's voice over IP over internet over protocol. networking. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Charter, Comcast, while they all offer it, they want to bundle it. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. they want you to get that service and get rid of your old. Old-fashioned landline, you know, which never actually lost power. The earlier, no, and that matter of fact, that the, was POTS, what they call yeah, it. POTS, plain, plain old, old telephone telephone service. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Comcast was it was great when they, when they first released uh, when they first started offering cable um, um, and uh, vo- voice over IP with the phone numbers. Their cable boxes, where the phones plugged into, actually had a battery in there, like a laptop. Uh-huh. So that if you did lose power, your telephone would still work because your cable modem still worked yes. and for that thirty-minute period of time, or, or you know, if you mm-hmm. lost power. Mm-hmm. Most people I talk to now, that's like an option. It's not the default anymore. Hmm. Tell me, what is the advantage? Is there an advantage over having a POTS line? You know, uh, the plain old telephone service. You know, I'm going to guess if, if there's a power outage, it's still there. No, you had your old ones. Remember having to pay for long distance phone calls? Yeah, and remember yeah, when, yeah. Not, um, not too many people have done, uh, have lines anymore that, uh, where you, you, you get a service and you might be paying like $46, $50 a month just for your POTS line, mm. right? Especially if you got, you know, you know, U.S. phone calls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the benefit of, uh, bundling of, uh, maybe having $33 a month for that mm-hmm. is, is about, you know, you, you were saving 10 years ago. You were saving, you know, twenty, thirty dollars a but month. Don't, that you still have an advantage, don't you, with the plain old telephone service? You know, where the copper wires, etc. <clears throat> you have the advantage that if there is a power outage in the area, you still are connected to the phones. Yeah, at the time, yeah. I mean, unless something hit a hit the telephone yeah, company's right, right. subdivision, you know, substation. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was the advantage. But so the, for emergencies, you could still be hooked up. Yeah. Well, with a cell phone. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah you're I, right. You're right. You have your cell phone. And that's why so many people, us included, you too, have, yeah. have gone to uh, making your cell phone your primary call. Right. And, 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 they, and we heard today you know, somebody calling in and saying, don't worry about being able to take your old phone number with you. This one fellow that called in had it for 50 years. Boom. He was able to take it right across. Yeah, move it to a cell phone. That was a great idea. At the time when I tried it, they, would, they didn't allow that. But yeah. they're playing nice now, I hope. Hey, folks, a great show today. We had help from our listeners. We've got some just just an interesting, fascinating conversation about autonomous vehicles. Certainly not the end of that conversation. There's going to be lots mm-hmm. more of that. Coming up next week, don't forget, it's the cheapskate himself, Rick Broida, who will be in studio here with us. <clears throat> and we'll be talking also about back-to-school sales. Eric Dortch, thank you so much for your service. Eddie, good being with you. And Cal, thank you so much for being here as well. Don't forget to look for the Internet Advisor. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.